After time adrift opens stars, along tides of light and through shoals of dust, I will return to where I began. It's time for Mass Effect 2. What's up, everybody? Welcome to 3VO, where we're all on the same team. I'm one of your hosts, Brendan. And I'm the other one, Jordan. And if you're new here, we're just two big old nerds that love to share our love of video games by talking about our favorite characters, quests, missions, everything. So if that's the kind of vibe that you like, then this is the show for you. Um, before we dive into today's topic, which is Mass Effect 2, I just want to take a second to say... Jordan, we we launched like holy crap, we're up and running. It's so awesome and exciting to see it. So this is the first show that we're recording um, post launch. We've actually we haven't recorded an episode for like a couple months now. It's Um, been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Just because we were gearing up for launch, and we wanted to make sure that that went smoothly and everything. Um, So we recorded all of those episodes quite a while ago. um, Prepared them, got them ready, edited, um, and sent them all up. And this is our first episode um, after all of that. So we just wanted to take a second to say thanks uh, to, to everybody that made this happen. You know, thank you so much to our wonderful team, Melanie, for helping us produce, our wonderful editor, Garrett, for making our YouTube videos look excellent and cutting the audio and, and all of that and just making us look good. Um, and everybody out there so far that's, you know, listened to and supported the show. Um, thank you. Just thank you so, 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 so much. It means the world to both Jordan and myself. So thank you. Do you have anybody that you want to shout out that's like supported the the show? Yeah. Um, another, another couple people I want to mention, I want to mention our buddy Pierce. Um, and his team, um, yes. who, who did the music for the, our intro song, I personally believe is badass. I love our yes, intro music. so great. Um, our other friend, Lacey, who worked on our logo mm-hmm. for it. That lovely silhouette shot of us now that I really, really love. Um, obviously, all of our friends who have been very sweet and liking and sharing and commenting and all that stuff. Um, personal shout out to my wife, who's been sharing it on Twitter and, every, and everywhere else that she's on. Mm-hmm. Um I want to do a, another quick little one to uh, my friend, uh, or, or, or well, our friend uh, Tina Escudero. Uh, she runs another podcast called Legendary. It deals with the occult and like mythology and stuff like that. It's really fun. Check hers out too. She gave us a sweet shout out when we first popped up on here. So, return the favor. Want to shout out her podcast as well. If you like that stuff, go and check out Legendary. It's on Spotify and everything else too. I think. And just yeah, just everybody again. All of our friends. Everyone who's been listening has been very cool, very supportive, sharing and liking and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, big shout outs to the people that are just, um, you know, not directly working like on the show too, or helping with content, but just like out there, like liking every post and uh, commenting and interacting with us. It means a whole hell of a lot. It's so important. Um, engagement is everything nowadays. So like big special shout out to a friend of the show, Nicole, uh, who has been um, a big supporter of ours and her husband, Ryan as well. Um, and uh, Kayla, who um, interacted with us on Instagram, uh ian uh our friend who uh, has provided some feedback um as well and has been really enjoying the show so thanks to thanks to everybody and there's more of you out there that we're not you know shouting out but just you know um everybody thank you thank you so so much um you know we're we're not out to make our fortune here but we are out here to have a good time so <laughs> thank yeah, you for helping exactly with that. <laughs> um so with that out of the way jordan what are you playing right now I mean, not much. Got done through with my playthrough for Mass Effect 2. Been working on a couple other weird things here and there. And uh, what's the... Oh, yeah. I finally beat Kingdom Hearts! <laughs> oh, my God! I did it! <laughs> uh, you want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah. So, I have been stuck on the very last part for Kingdom... The first, the very first Kingdom Hearts game. Because they released them all uh, for Game Pass. Which has been very, very cool. And I never played them when they first came out. So, I've been very excited to play through them. To finally get to play through them. And I got stuck literally on the last, literal last fight with, who, who is he? Ansem Zay, I don't Ow. even freaking remember anymore. And <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> and I um, just freaking did it. Yeah. Um, is it Ansem or is it Xenohort? Um, I think I'm... it's, I think at this point it's Ansem because I feel like <laughs> Xehanort or Xehanort, however you say it, comes in, in the game. To... No, because they talk about his research as... <laughs> Ansem looking into 
Fuck, it doesn't matter. I Basically what happened was I got to the last fight and I was just getting my ass kicked and I had nothing. And so I took up my, our buddy Connor's suggestion, left, went to an older save, went back to um, Olympus and just grinded the tournaments all the way through like four or five times until I got to level up a lot more and then went back and it was totally fine. <laughs> yeah that last some of those last battles can be really brutal if you're not yeah. totally prepared for them um, it's true and if you like beating your head against a wall you don't leave and you just keep going like me <laughs> which is kind of where i was getting to no matter what but yeah so got through that <laughs> i started chain of memories i I'm just sorry. I, I just <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I'm sure there's going to be more re re revealed in it. It's going to help make things make more sense. But so far, I'm just playing like Cliff Notes Kingdom Hearts 1. And I'm not a fan of that. You're, <laughs> so I'm just like, it's, it's just Kingdom Hearts 1. But every but every world, is the story is shorter. And the gameplay mechanic is kind of different. A lot different, kind of. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> thus far, it's the same battle mechanic with extra steps. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Um because you're still it's still like 3d um rent see when i played king when i played chain of memories the first time it was on the game boy advance and that's a that's a 2d game it's not 3d at all so it was it was it's a little different um i have restarted it on um, the like remastered version i guess you should call it but whatever um so yeah i mean yeah you're i guess you're right it is just the same uh basic principle with extra steps the stupid cards mm -hmm. <laughs> Which is At least cool as far in its own right. Now goes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, cool. Well, th congratulations on getting through Kingdom Hearts One. You have Thank like you. seventeen more games to get through, so good luck. I know. I know. <laughs> we we should also definitely mention that since we since since we stopped recording after finishing the original five episodes, Bioware has officially announced their remaster released for the original Mass Effect trilogy. Yes. Which is very exciting what that means. I'm going to be buying Mass Effect again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like how many Probably like the eighth or ninth time I've bought Mass Effect at this point. <laughs> you know. <laughs> hey, that's a testament to how great the game is, though, right? I mean. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so I, I, how many games over the course of history can get away with re-releasing and re-releasing and re-releasing so many times and, and getting a lot of buy-in from the community? You know, mm -hmm. no, it's true. It, 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 it is a testament to how good the game series is. And it'll be nice to play through Mass Effect one with like MB two and three game mechanics because they're also reworking yeah. all that stuff. So that'll be nice. Yeah. They're fixing the Mako. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>All right, everybody, so it's time to start talking about what we're actually here to discuss, and that's Mass Effect 2. Now, if you didn't catch our first episode about Mass Effect 1, stop this video, go back, watch the episode about Mass Effect 1 so that you know what we're talking about, and then come back so that you can listen to this episode. Uh, for everybody that did catch that episode, you know that we're following the story of Commander Shepard in his fight against the Reapers, this alien species that is out to destroy all organic life as we know it in the universe. So we pick up uh, in Mass Effect 2, um, and right away the Normandy is under attack from this unknown uh vessel that we later find out is these uh species of alien called the collectors um they attack the ship the ship goes down most of the crew gets out but commander shepherd goes down he, he he dies what's cool about mass effect 2 is he is then uh i wanted to say resuscitated but that's not right <laughs> resurrected was it resurrected was that the word you were looking for yeah that's the one he's basically resurrected um his body is like scraped up off of a rock that it crashed into <laughs> and then um this um organization that is alluded to in the first game called cerberus they spend tons and tons and tons of credits to resurrect him bring him back and they don't exactly own him but it basically works for them through the entirety of mass effect 2 um he uh, goes on to collect a, a squad and then goes on the suicide mission to uh, attack the collectors who are 
um, who who we find out are actually kidnapping humans for less than reputable reasons. Um, and and that's the basic uh, plotline of of the second game. Um, the the beginning of Mass Effect Two, I love it so much. Um, playing through it again this time, I got the memory of the first time playing through, picking up the game when it came out originally and playing through it and having that beginning and you see him start to fall through space as he kind of hits the atmosphere and you see like the trails come mm-hmm. up behind him and it's just like, uh, um, excuse <laughs> yeah. me, um, what the fuck is this? Like, is he dead? Mm-hmm. And they gave the whole opening again. <laughs> it is. And it's so, oh God, it's so cool. And it also, I was going through my notes before we did this and it, and it leads me to, Something else that I love and hate about Mass Effect, it was like in three to kind of give spoilery-ish a little bit for the third game. Um, the, We're always spoilery-ish. <laughs> yeah, the way that, to keep it kind of vague, Mass Effect 2 sets up the ending for Mass Effect 3 because it shows the lengths that Shepard will go to in order to, Good. not just to save his crew, but to save the galaxy. And I just, I don't know, I kind of love that little foreshadowing into uh, moving forward from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Um, because Shepard maintains his um, autonomy as much as he is kind of under Cerberus's control. He also kind of isn't, yeah. um, and he really goes off the rails. I mean, in Cerberus's eyes, I would say he probably like goes off the rails and just does whatever he wants. Um, but that's that's Shepard. That's that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's whatever it's going to take to uh, to get the mission done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, what's also awesome about Mass Effect Two is that we're introduced to a whole host of new characters because you know um, from Mass Effect One, um, you die and then you come back and it's like, okay, I got to get the band back together, and then I also have to get some new people on the team to go and fight the collectors. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of returning favorites like um, Garrus and Tally and Liara from the first game. But then there's a whole bunch of new characters <laughs> that we get to uh, recruit as well. Um, and honestly, the whole squad is <clears throat> some of my favorite characters. They're all great. All of them are so quirky and individual. And I love each and every one of them. But um, Jordan, tell me about like... Who's your favorite on the crew, on the new crew, the new Norman? No, yeah, no, it's it's true. They're they're all really good. And something just wanna just wanna talk about it a little bit too is that something I really, really like about it is that if there are characters that aren't returning as a part of your crew, like as an example, depending on how you play the game, someone like Hayden Alenko, who you do run into, they still feel like they're a part of the universe and mm-hmm. that they're they still feel active in what's happening in the storyline. Which is something I just really liked in the writing. But some of my uh, some of my absolute favorites, I mean I guess we could start with the one we both seem to agree on because, and I've always from the get go, when I first started playing, I always, always loved this character. Jack is such a fascinating, cool character to me who was always a first choice going into any combat situation personally. (laughs) Um, Jack is my second pick Um, because I like to roll with Garrus and Tally so much. Um, mm-hmm. so I always prioritize getting them, uh, as quickly as I can so that I can roll them. Cause then it's like, ah, the band's back together. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shepard and Garrison Tally saving the universe. I don't know. But Jack no, is no, no, my I get secondary. It, I get it. Jack is totally my secondary because she's so powerful and so badass. Um, but mostly because she's given like this kind of tragic backstory, um, not that they're not that tragic backstories are lacking in in any of the characters um but this one in particular is just it's it's tragic for no reason um and she's kind of just had to you know find her own way do her own thing um for anybody who hasn't played the game she as a kid was put in this facility um to a kind of like enhance biotic powers in humans and she was what they referred to as patient zero. She didn't actually have a name at the facility is like the impression that I get. Um, so th- she grew up with like all of these drugs getting pumped into her, all of these experiments being performed. And eventually she's able to escape from the facility. Um, 
but then just has a really rough go of it out in the universe um, as well. So when you go to recruit her, um, you actually, you go to a prison to like break her out, you pay for her, and then you have to like recruit her onto your team, which mm. is super weird. Um, <laughs> but um, she ends up escaping and wrecking the whole station basically and you find out that the 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 warden wasn't totally on the level tries to abduct you as well while you're there yeah um, basically what 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 it, what it is established is that it's it, it's a it's a prison that is that exists as like a satellite in space basically right. and people pay this guy to send them their most dangerous criminal so that way they'll mm-hmm. stay there and part of the deal he explains to you is that if all of a sudden the planets or whoever stops paying him well, then these criminals just might end up back on their planet. <laughs> right. Um, it's just super <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. Um, yeah, so so you end up um, totally torching the place and busting out with Jack, who's tentatively okay with you. Um, but then later on, you through conversation, of course, you can get her loyalty mission, which is a feature of Mass Effect 2 for all of the crewmates um, that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, but you can go back and blow up the facility that she was, um, you know, I don't want to say raised at, that's not the right word, but <laughs> where she grew up for the first, um, you know, many years of her life. You get to go back up and 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 blow it to smithereens. So. Yeah, you basically help her on her, like, catharsis mission of just, like... I know this won't do any actual good. It doesn't change anything in my past, but I just, it's going to feel better knowing it's gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Jack even says that herself. She's just kind of like, I just wanted to be a hole in the ground. I don't care. I just, I need it gone. It'll, it'll mm-hmm. help me. I need it gone. Mm-hmm. Something else I like too, is that like, at least for me personally, as a commander Shepard to be able to, to, as a leader to say, this is going to help a member of my crew. Let's go. Let's go do it for sure. Absolutely. And like, and like thinking about it right now, it just came to me. Her request is kind of one of the most agreeable when you think about it. Everybody else is like, oh, I need to go, like, kill this guy or, like, go do this, you know, oddball thing. Um, Like, um, we got to go fight a Thresher Maw on uh, Tichanka for Grunt. Or I need to go find my old uh, teammate who betrayed us and kill him, you know, for for Garrus. Hers is like this old abandoned building. I want to blow it up. It's just like fucking solid. Let's go. Win, win. Right. <laughs> yeah. I get to blow. Sh- I get to blow shit up, and you're gonna feel better. Excellent. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Net so, positive. So Jack is definitely one of our favorites. Um, another one of my favorite um of the new characters is Morden Solis, Solarian scientist extraordinaire. Um, he's the quirkiest character in all of mass effect i would say 100 percent, 100 percent. yes he's also maybe one of the most enjoyable <laughs> yeah he's he's the only person where if you take the option to interrupt them while they're talking it's considered a paragon option <laughs> is that true <laughs> oh it's true there's a, there's a couple of moments where he's just going on and on and on and and and, and you could just be like you know you, you don't need to speculate we have a lab like, just go. It's fine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, Morden, when you find him originally, he's running a clinic on Omega. And Omega is like... How would you describe Omega? It's like... Um, the if... Wild West of the universe. Like, Sort of. I would say, like, if... <laughs> okay, if... What, what's the area that, that Liara is in it? Ilium. 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 If yeah. if Ilium is sort of like the nice fancy part of LA where all the like the rich people hang out, then like then Omega is sort of like where all of our friends do theater in LA. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, we just lost half of our listeners, Jordan. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, it sucks that we're down to four. I mean, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, I don't necessarily I don't mean that in a bad way against our friends but just like no. you've been to the shows they're not in the they're not in you know no, the I highest don't. end of neighborhoods I'm just giving you shit but you're right so Omega is kind of this like um it's kind of run down um it's kind of lawless um uh but Morden uh is running a clinic there um and when you go there there's this um like disease that's um 
spread really rampantly and he's helping treat people out there um and you you have to go into the quarantine zone to to find him and then you know you could do a whole mission and then he joins your crew um and he ends up being the like scientist for the team uh when you need um scientific breakthroughs to be made um against like collector technology and such um morton is cool because he's super logical um and really quick uh quick-witted so he speaks in like two two word sentences like all of the time <laughs> which and could be really annoying but i find really endearing <laughs> oh yeah no and 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 it is just like it is just the base information of what he needs to get across mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's i i i have no example but it's just like there, there there's no like i don't know there's no like set up to his sentences he's just like right to the information it's all just like need to synthesize need to look at this have to have to research that what is that over there just like it's all just like the information that is necessary and needed and everything the other thing i like about morden and it was i only realized this on this playthrough is that he is he is a scientist he he's absolutely a scientist first um he is led by research and he's and he's led by logic but that is not at the expense of his own morality mm because there's a he has a lot of he does you see these moments with them where he questions his again more background for him uh, he was like the top one of the top research one of the top scientists working on the genophage against the krogan which is the which which was the method used essentially to block krogan uh, fertility after the rachni wars which again we cover this a little bit in the first episode go back to that um but that he has questions about the ethics of what he did and the morality of what he did and that he really he really struggles with that decision a lot. And you could see him, especially if you play Shepard the way that me and Brendan play Shepard. <laughs> nothing, nothing changed from game one to game two, by the way, for us. Um, no. But no. if you, at least for me, and I don't want to speak for you, but at least for me, like when you push back on him, as far as whether the, whether it was the right move and stuff like that, he's, you know, he, you could see him struggle with it. You could see him understand your point of view, but he also was like, look, everything showed us every bit of research, every simulation, everything said, this is the way we had to do it. But you still see his struggle with like looking at, it's that part in his loyalty mission where it's mm-hmm. the female Krogan's body laying on the table and you see him sit there and go like, okay, was this worth it? Right, right. He's face to face with the side effects of his choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And yeah, and he really struggles with it, um, which has got to be really hard for a logical character like Morden, you know, because just like you said, he lays it all out. It's like we looked at everything. We looked at all the info, all of the simulations, but like nothing could have prepared him for being face to face with like that. So something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's just he's such a ugh, he's just such a fascinating, fascinating character in the game. Mm-hmm. And, and and again another example of just like being a badass in his own right we talked about this a lot in the first episode i feel like of just like how characters have their own ability like, like someone like joker isn't in the combat with everybody doesn't have biotic abilities but he is the best pilot in the galaxy i will die on that hill um, <laughs> <laughs> undoubtedly <laughs> yeah but in this but in, in a similar sense of just like yes morden can hold his own in battle but he's the guy that helps you figure out how to keep away from the Oh my god, what are the creepy little bugs the collectors use? Oh, the um, Seeker Swarm. The, yeah, the Seeker Swarm. He's the one that figures out how to keep you sort of immune from that effect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of them being able to hit you when you go into the missions that where, where they're still c- trying to collect people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he also has the side that's not really displayed right in front of the um, player, but he also has the side that is talked about um, that's like totally cutthroat. Um, because like when you get to, when you get to the clinic and you can be talking to him or, or one of the other characters, I think somebody mentions like that he was doing stuff at the clinic and then some mercs came and he walked out and he shot them all. And then he put his, put their heads on spikes in front of the clinic as a warning. So you're just yeah. like, whoa, wait, the, yeah. the, this guy did that? Like... He talks about it too because it's just it's a part where he's sitting there looking at his gun and, and yeah. he's just like always underestimate the Solarian. Never see me coming. And you're just like, oh shit. Like yeah. <laughs> this okay, so I'm hiring a scientist who could fucking throw hands. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Get you a scientist who can throw hands. You could do both. <laughs> That's great. 
Um, who else do you really love uh, in 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 Mass Effect Two? You know, he's one I've always liked, but I found myself on this one. I mean, just like when when I went through my favorite characters, I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that, but I tried to exclude um, ones that we maybe already talked about in Mass Effect 1. Sure, yeah. Uh, despite the fact that I romanced somebody in this game from Mass Effect 1, but we could talk about that. Um, <laughs> but somebody that I found I was very drawn to on this one, that, that I've always liked, but for some reason was really into his story on this time around, was Thane. I really, really liked Thane. I thought he was, like, he's always been interesting, but just... I don't know, something about this assassin that is slowly dying and sort of trying to make amends for what he has done throughout his life. There was just something really, really intriguing to that uh, for me this time around. Hmm. Maybe it's because you're getting older. Maybe. There is that. I've also realized I've, I've, I've developed a really big thing for, like, the character that's sort of on the redemption arc. I've realized. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, like, when we were talking about, like, the wolf among us... Um... Like that character of Bigby Wolf, yeah, yeah, yeah for Bigby Wolf, exactly. It's a, it's a similar thing, mm -hmm. and just like the going into the philosophy of like his training as as an assassin and how he views himself as not so much being a person making decisions to go and kill, but being a weapon that is utilized in order to go and kill, was super interesting. And and the stuff with the Hanar and his relationship with his son, his loyalty mission is another favorite too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, and a prime example that you don't need combat in, in, in a game to make it interesting. Right. I was just about to say that um, I I like loyalty the loyalty missions and the other missions that are like that because it's nice to have a break a little bit as a player. That, mm -hmm. you know, from, from such a combat-heavy game, um, it's nice to have just more, you know... I, I don't want to say do nothing missions, but missions where you're not in combat, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and my only his, problem with, yeah. with, oh, sorry, just the only problem I have with that mission is that there's that early interrogation moment mm -hmm. where you have that politician, where, yeah, you have the politician guy who sent out the hit and hired Thane's kid for the whole thing. Again, play the damn games. We're not here. To, <laughs> we're not here to lay out the entire story for everything here. We're here to talk about it. All right. So play the damn games. Um, but anyway, you're interrogating this guy who hired Thane's son to assassin to assassinate one of his political opponents, basically. And when you're in there, if if you go the Paragon route, you have to go through all these options. You have to resist punching this douchebag in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can, but also if you want to go if you want to go pure Paragon, right? You don't hit him in the face. Um, but something I found out is that if your if your renegade points are high enough, you walk in and you just go. I'm a specter. Tell me what I want to know. And he goes, what? And then you just walk out with the information. And the only, the only problem is that what is so unparagon about going in and just saying, I'm a specter. Do what I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to threaten him. You just need to tell him your fucking job title. Like that's it. I, I think like, I hear you. I totally understand. It's like, why couldn't, why couldn't we do that on the Paragon route? Um, but I think, I think just from like a like a gameplay like um let me from a developer's perspective it was a way to slip in an easy win for renegades you know because there's a True. lot of times where if you're on the paragon route and you have enough paragon points you can just kind of get around things do things really easily or um you know get a really really good um like outcome for whatever your um whatever part you're at um, I think that was a way to slip in like, okay, let's make it easy on the renegade players, <laughs> which is fair. And there are, they, they do have those moments and there's a pretty good balance between like, you know, when, yeah, yeah. When someone can use a, we didn't really talk about that too, but just like you have these moments aside from just the dialogue options in the game, you also have renegade and paragon options throughout the game that you could just trigger in like cutscenes and stuff like that. Right. Right. So that was something that mass effect two introduced was the mm -hmm. paragon and the renegade interrupts. Um, where you have like a limited window of time to pull the corresponding trigger to interrupt um, whatever is happening in some way. So like some examples um, towards the beginning of the game, you're like talking with this Batarian and you have a renegade interrupt option to like, I think you stun him or something. And then you like take out the big um, machine that um, if you don't, you fight it at the end of the mission. Yes. So like gunship, the gunship. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. You can like disable oh, yeah. the gunship or 
and that's like with a pair with a renegade interrupt and then there's a lot of other um examples you're, throughout you're, the game. You're, you're talking about a garrus's loyalty mission i think right uh i think it's the garrus recruitment mission but yeah oh yeah sorry you're right you're right the, the, yeah, the recruitment yeah. mission yeah 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 you could like go yeah you go up and stun the captain before he finishes repairing the gunship so when you do fight the gunship later on it's damaged already so you don't have to fight it as long that's right that's yeah. right that's right yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Garrus. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I mean, we already talked about him in Mass Effect 1, so... <laughs> I know, but his shit is so interesting in 2, just like the, the turn for you. No, I, I just, to, just to quickly, just to go over him real quick, I, I, I put down the note when I was playing the game that I thought was interesting when I got to his loyalty mission was that for almost everybody else's loyalty mission, you're sort of figuring out who these people are beyond your introduction to them. But mm -hmm. for Garrus's, you're learning who he's become. Hmm. Okay. Which I always thought, which I thought was super interesting. Yeah, so let's talk about that moment a little bit because in his loyalty mission, you're chasing down the guy that betrayed his whole team because he wants to take him out. So through you know a lot of events, you finally get him, um, the the traitor essentially, mm -hmm. cornered, and Garrus is ready to snipe him, and um, Shepard is there to talk to him. What do you do in that mission? Because there's a lot. There's three different ways that that mission can go. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I immediately let uh, I immediately tell him just like, okay, look, dude, Garrus has got a fucking scrope on your ass right now. If you move, you're dead. Just, just like, let me try to get him to st let me try to get him to not murder you right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I just get him talking, and I let that whole and I let that whole dialogue on unveil itself, which is again just the writing in this game is just so freaking good. It's just especially that whole part. Of just the back and forth between Garrus sitting there on the scope and this dude explaining mm -hmm. how he's pretty much already dead inside because of yeah. what he did. Yeah. And just like, you don't, you don't feel, at least for me, you don't feel bad for the guy. But you definitely feel like, it's like, look, Garrus doesn't need to do this. This isn't going to fix anything, it isn't going to change anything, and it's not going to make anything better. So, save the bullet, essentially, but also, like, <laughs> you know, save yourself, too. Save yourself from, mm -hmm. you know, killing someone that doesn't need to be killed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's um, a little bit about Garrus learning that he can forgive himself, you know, because he feels so responsible for what happened to his team. Because I think I think he has lines that kind of indicate that he feels irresponsible or, or that he feels like that he should have seen uh, Sidonis's betrayal before it actually happened. Um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of growth in that mission for Garrus. If you take that route, um, the yeah. other the other two options end up with, you know, Sedonis has a bullet in his head um, and it's fine for Garrus because he kind of got what he wanted. But there's so much more. It's so much more rewarding for everybody involved if you you do that. Um, this on this most recent playthrough, I did that because I didn't even know it was an option the first time through. First time through, I was like, "Yeah, we, we're gonna get him." You know, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, same here, same here. It, it took me a few a few playthroughs to be like, "Let's see what happens if I if I try to warn Sedonis and see what, what route that takes me." Which I personally think is the much more interesting route storyline wise. Absolutely. Yeah. No. But then just yeah, fuck it. Let's just let him kill him. You know. <laughs> okay, so we kind of started talking about some, you know, um, you know, missions and moments and stuff. What other kind of moments do you um, like? What stands out for you in this game? The stuff that really stands out for me. I mean, again, just proof of concept for Mass Effect One to Two. Walking around my ship, talking to my crew, mm -hmm. getting to know people, getting their backgrounds, getting their stories. Um, it's a small detail, but with another character, Samara, who's the, uh, sorry, Justicar, you get on mm -hmm. your ship. It's a small little thing, but I love that when you go talk to her, she always sits on the floor in like a meditative palms up uh, position with her legs crossed. And whenever you go talk to her, she, unless she's standing, Shepard will just sort of sit on the ground next to her and just like listen to her talk. I don't know why that's very heartwarming to me. That just like, he'll just go and just like sit and chill out and listen to her and whatnot. Really? Does that not happen for you? No. Multiple conversations, Shepard just like sat on the floor with her and was just like, go on. Maybe I'm not talking to her enough. Huh. Yeah, maybe. Weird. I'm I just to, made I'm trips. I, I just, after every single mission, I just made trips around my crew just to make sure they didn't have anything else they wanted to tell me. I ain't got that time. <laughs> I do. Enough. I do make a point of trying to talk to people, um, but I don't do it after like every mission. I'll do it after every like few missions. <laughs> Oh yeah, you, you you get to a point where certain people will start saying just like, hey, or like um 
Jacob's a good example. You get to point with them where he, where he's literally just like, I just want to talk to you. And he's just like, we're good, Shepard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That happens very quickly with Jacob. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Jacob doesn't have a whole lot to say. Um, there's a point <laughs> There's a point with Morden um, where you talk to him enough um, and he'll say, um, you know, uh, this this has happened to me before, uh, you know, another species being attracted to me. I- I'm not interested. <laughs> I didn't get that, but yes. You haven't? <laughs> no, 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 but, but I've had it with other conversations with Morden, but not about him, where he, like, kind of low-key gives you, like, sex tips. No. <laughs> Based on how you're moving forward with somebody else's, like, loyalty. It didn't oh. happen to me this time, but I've had it previously oh. with Romancing Tally, where he's, where he's just been... Where he's just been like, you know, Koreans enjoy this kind of music as far as research goes and stuff like that. And you're like, Morden, are you are, are you trying to help me get laid? And he's just kind of like, what? Strictly professional relationship. Would never do something like that. And he just smiles and walks away. Get you a scientist who does it all. Get you Again, a everything circles back to Morden <laughs> is the best. Morden is the ultimate fucking bro. He's also um, an accomplished singer. Uh, oh my god! Bit. If we're gonna talk about, if we're gonna go and talk about it, <laughs> it's just another brilliant favorite moment. You're talking to him. It's after his little. You have to do it after his loyalty mission, and you're just kind of gab chatting now because it starts off with talking about uh, the collectors who you find out. Spoiler: You find out the collectors were originally Protheans that have been turned by their Reapers into this mm-hmm. different species that now just works at their whim, and. You ask him about like if if there's any way to save them and blah 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 and, and he says, nope, no inner thought, I'll replace by tech. No culture, no art, I'll replace by tech. No sentience, I'll replace by tech. And you could ask him like, didn't think art and culture would be like important to you. And he goes in this diatribe about how art is espe- art and culture is especially important for any species to survive. And he spent his time in a rendition of what's the it's a, it's it's like an old musical it's an actual old musical called it's go it's gilbert and sullivan gilbert and sullivan it is a gilbert and sullivan i don't want to okay. tell you because it might relate to the bonus round later god damn it <laughs> damn it but he does um he he sings i am the very model of a scientist Illyrian, and and goes on <laughs> which is it's it's my because once he's done ranting your sh- if you click the option shepherd just goes I'm sorry. I know everything else you said was really important, but did you tell me you were in a musical? (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes into this Solarian version of this song. And it's just like the first time you get it as an option, just as a gamer, at least person as a gamer, I was just like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This is incredible. (laughs) This was worth the 30 plus hours of gameplay that I've already done in this game just to get to this. I don't care if the Reapers destroy everything. I got this. <laughs> the Reapers have completely annihilated the universe by the time you I'm get just sitting there the jamming out to listen to, to Morden. <laughs> Incredible. So we've talked about some of the loyalty missions just to give everybody kind of um, um, some info about that. Basically, each uh, crew member in Mass Effect 2, you have to go recruit them. And then they also have a loyalty mission that you can unlock through conversation with them. And you have to complete all of the loyalty missions for all of your crew members if you want them to survive the suicide mission at the end of the game. So they are optional, but if your players like me and Jordan, they're not optional. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> have to do that. Optional. Um, yeah. They're also really, really good and... Um, really rewarding and have ramifications in mass effect three of course um so one of my favorite loyalty missions is tally's loyalty mission because you get to go to the migrant fleet and you get to see you know all all of the um quarians in their not home world but they're like where they live um and you just get to find out kind of more about their culture and how they you know, exist in the universe and how they, um, you know, take up space in the universe. Um, and it's just really cool. And then you get to represent her at, um, her hearing because she's being brought up on, um, treason charges. Um, that whole mission is, is really cool for me also because I love Tally, but (laughs) yeah, it's another brilliant moment of when you show up and essentially Tally just has to turn to Shepard and go, so you're my lawyer. Yeah. Eh? Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't get to explain these things uh, before we got here, but basically that's how this works now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also when Tally um, 
adopts the name Talizora Vas Normandy, um, which in Korean culture and Korean naming traditions, basically they all have a name and then it's Vas whatever ship they belong to. So she used to be Vasnima. Now um, they have the, the Admiralty Board has basically moved to change her name to Vas Normandy so that she doesn't look like she's one of the one of the quarians anymore it's a whole political move but it ends up backfiring on them because then her captain gets to represent her so that's you shepherd yeah. um, and the captain is commander fucking shepherd so it's yeah. like what do you <laughs> yeah bad move guys <laughs> yeah um but it ends up it ends up being something that like at first is should have been like bad for tally it should have been um you know, it was meant they had the intention of being like to her detriment, but it ended yeah. up being to her benefit. And then it ended up being like a badge of honor and she kept it. And I think that's mm. really cool. No, I love the fact that she keeps the name. Yeah. It makes me so happy at the end that she's just like, come on, tell Zora Vaz Normandy. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> um, all of the loyalty missions are really cool um, in their own yeah. ways, I think. Yeah, um, I was going to say that there's not a loyalty mission that I don't like. I definitely have bigger favorites, but there's not a loyalty mission that's, like, bad. The only one that I would personally say that I really don't like, and that's only because I think the character's kind of worthless, and he's a DLC anyway, so you don't need him, is Zaid. So, I've never actually recruited Zaid. I've Fair. always gotten Kasumi. I don't Kasumi's if... great. Kasumi's a wonderful <laughs> DLC no, I character. Love I love Kasumi. I love Kasumi. Absolutely. Um, but I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It's never presented itself for me to recruit Zaid. Really? Yeah. And That's I know, interesting. I, and I know that I have the potential for it because all of the DLC is available everywhere now. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, he's supposed to be available on Omega. And yeah, I've like when never, I first go to Omega now, yeah. he's like right there. And it's the first thing I do before I get to go into Omega. I, I That's really odd. Maybe maybe it's because I'm just accustomed to nothing being down that corridor where he's supposed to be. So I don't look. And then I'm off doing other things. And then I go back. His cutscene interrupts you before you can keep going. His cutscene is supposed to interrupt you before you keep going. So I don't know what's going really? on in the game. Yeah, that's how it's always worked for me anyway. I walk down. I see Zaid beating the shit out of some Batarian. And then it, like, stops me from just walking past. Not once. Not never. Never I ever seen Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. I don't know. That's really huh. odd. Hmm. But to be honest, you're not really missing much. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Like, his, like his ulti mission's cool, and it's interesting, because it does... I don't know. It presents that, especially if you play it pure Paragon against a character that is definitely meant to be a sort of a in-game example of a pure renegade i feel like um playing it that way it lends to some interesting perspective and some interesting dialogue but other than that i always just do it just to say just to make sure i have everyone's loyalty missions done before i go into the final missions and stuff like that but other mm -hmm. than that eh, he's just he's just i don't know space mercenary <laughs> you know complete the mission get paid at all costs no mm. real moral compass gotcha. former leader of the blue suns gang that's about it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I'm not missing much. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. We've made it to the bonus round. So for this episode, I wanted to get a little bit of revenge on Jordan for the Legend of Zelda episode. So it's, it's trivia time, Jordan. I hope you're ready. I'm not. <laughs> so uh we're gonna do it a little differently than in the zelda episode we're not doing the two truths and a lie we're doing more like a weakest link style rapid fire trivia questions so i have, I have 20 questions that i've prepared for you you're gonna have um two and a half minutes to answer as many as you can um so i'm gonna throw out a question you get a chance to answer if you're wrong i'm gonna give you the correct answer and move on to the next one uh you can also say pass if you don't think you know it um and then i will give you the right answer um but you have two and a half minutes to get through as many as you can and they are um mostly from mass effect 2 the question um some of them are just like mass effect as a whole um some of them are on the easier side some of them are on the harder side so 
I hope you're ready. <laughs> okay, so, so so basically, I have two and a half minutes, and I get past anything that's too tough to handle. Yes, correct. This is pretty standard for me. Perfect. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Okay, let's do it. <clears throat> All right, ready? Three, two, <clears throat> one, go. What is the name of the starship that Commander Shepard can choose to save or sacrifice in Mass Effect 1? Oh, Jesus Christ, pass. The Destiny Ascension. What species okay. of alien was chased from their homeworld by the Geth? Oh, the, uh, the Corians. Correct. What is the old Asari word for a genetic defect of their race, which means demon of the night winds? Ardakyakshi. Correct. What disease threatens to take the life of the assassin Thane Krios? Oh, Jesus, fuck, pass. Kepril Syndrome. What is the name of the adult magazine Shepard can purchase on Omega? Oh, uh, it's, uh, uh, Flux? Fornax. Damn it! What Shakespeare play performed by an all Elcor cast is advertised on the Citadel? Oh, Jesus, it's, oh, no, it's one of the two, uh, it's Hamlet. Correct. What is the name of the Collector General who can assume direct control of ground units? Harbinger. Correct. What Pirates of Penzance song will Morden sing a Solarian version of through conversation? What is Pirates of Penzance? Um, um, I, I don't know if it's the actual title, but it's like the very model of a modern major general. So Close. I think it's modern major general. Close enough. The SR Normandy 2's onboard AI's named Edie is an acronym for what? No, oh, I wrote it down. Oh, shit. What is it? Something defense. Pass. Enhanced Defense Intelligence. What Damn is it. the what is the name the Hanar race call their gods? Uh, the Enkindlers. Correct. What is Garrus Vicarian's alias while playing Vigilante on Omega? Why don't I remember this? Why don't I fucking remember this? Oh my god, pass! Archangel. Damn it! Which mercenary group is primarily composed of Krogan and Vorcha? Oh my god. Why do I suck today? It's I know them. I've seen them. Pass. The Blood Pack. What species was almost driven to extinction by the Krogan in the war named for them? The Rachni? Correct. The Shadow Broker's station is hidden by a constant storm orbiting what planet? Hailstrom? Hagalaz. Damn it! Four elements are acquirable from probing planets. Element Zero, Iridium, Platinum, and what? Pass. Palladium. Time. <laughs> Motherfucker, I did so bad. You got through 15 of the questions. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't keeping score, but it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I, I, I feel like to give myself a little bit of credit, I got, I fucked up a lot of very fairly obvious answers, but I got some stuff that it was a little bit more niche, so. That's true, yeah, this is a good range. Do you want the last five questions not timed, uh, more relaxed? Yeah, All yeah, right, let's, let's just go. Let's, yeah, let's just do it. Um, what is the name of the illegal substance on Ilium that is toxic, but also boosts biotic powers? Oh my god, uh, it's something, oh, it's, uh, it's, oh, what the fuck is it called? It's something, oh, I want to say something E. It's like Ezo or Ez. No, it's fucking, I don't remember. <laughs> Red Sand. Red Sand, I'm swearing by so fucking. <laughs> you're thinking of Ezo, which is short for Element Zero. Yep, you're right. That's exactly what I'm doing. All right. Uh, here, here, you got this one. What is the name of the mysterious individual who runs Cerberus? Oh, the Elusive Man. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Uh, <laughs> my, well, no, because my brain was just, because my brain did a dumb and it was just like, the mystery man. And I was like, no, that's not it. My brain was just locked on the mystery man and it wouldn't let it go. <laughs> Down. <laughs> the and mystery he's man. Uh, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, let's keep going. There's only a couple more. What is sure. the name, what is the name of the drug on Omega that is a favorite of Morinth? Oh, it's, oh, that's a fucking weird one too. It's, I'm trying to remember, it's like, Halix or something yeah. fucking weird yeah, like you that. Got it. It's Halix? It. Yeah, it's Halix, Halix. okay. Yeah. yeah. What is the name of the monkey-like creatures on Tuchanka? Oh, Pijax. Yep. And what is the endorsement that Commander Shepard gives to various shops in the Zakara ward? 
I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store in the Citadel. Yay! <laughs> uh, but I think that we pretty much concluded that you are, in fact, a fake fan. Fake, uh, fake. Go ahead and put the fucking stamp on the face. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, we're both equally as fake, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. We'll be fake together. The pressure of having to do this thing here, I'm sure if we were just chatting about this shit, like in a whatever setting, I'd be fine. Same way you probably would have been with Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> you were not. You were honestly nicer to me. Your shit was directly in-game related stuff. I gave you like out-of-game developer shit when we did Zelda. So That's I feel fair. like you were a little bit more fair to me than I was to you. <laughs> uh, on some things, some of those were kind of hard. <laughs> Some of those were tough. Oh, God, I fucked, some, I fucked up so many questions. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you thought of Mass Effect 2. Did you save the galaxy or did you get sidetracked trying to romance an Elcor in some weird way? <laughs> let us know. Send us an email at uh, 3VOPodcastTeam at gmail.com and give us your ideas and your thoughts. And you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 3VO Podcast. Um, and make sure that you comment, you like, you subscribe, you engage with us on all of those posts. It really means a lot. Um, like we said at the beginning, um, every little bit that you um, you know can engage with us on all of our different social medias, um, or if you could like drop a rating in Apple Podcasts, all of that stuff adds up uh, and and means a lot. And it's 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 free for you, but it means the world to us. So um please 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 if you can spare the time to to go like some things that are engaged with us or just say hi on one of our posts we would very much appreciate it uh that's all we got for this episode we'll see you next time bye stay dirty you dorks